Hi, this is Dean Winyas here, and this is the Tigers, Tigers, blah, blah, blah podcast with Luke Flanagan and Rich Walker. Thanks for downloading and enjoy the show. To another episode of Tigers, Tigers, blah blah blah, with me, Luke Flanagan, and Rich Walker. Hi, Rich. Hi, Luke. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm all right, mate. I'm not bad. I'm Good. not bad. We're top of the league. We are, yeah. Again, we are. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking maybe it's like something to do with not having a haircut. You know, like Samson. Mm. Yeah, yeah, like Uddleston, Uddleston, all those times where he didn't score and he wasn't cutting his hair, but this is a positive effect. Yeah, the the power of the Tiger Nation is in our collective um, shaggy locks. <laughs> Ironically, footballers are the ones that are still getting haircuts. Yeah, just... weird that, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> You'll have a fucking team barber in that, or must do anyway. Yeah. There's some very, very like proper slick cuts that I saw. Some Over decent the, uh, DC trims. Decent do's, mate. All of that. <laughs> Proper fades and everything. And I was like, yeah. that's, that's uh, where'd you get that haircut, mate? They've not been open <laughs> since January the 2nd. That's why, I oh. mean, I'm, I'm enjoying um, Louis Coyle and George Honeyman because mm. like, there's times where it's like, hang on, which one of them is that? Oh, it really, they do look very <laughs> similar, don't they? Yeah. So the hairstyle is like, absolute I mean, bob on. I'm enjoying that they're they're both just like now nah, let it ride. They're just synonymous, aren't they? Just yeah. Like, Fuck it. I'll just <laughs> quality. Uh, right, we've got a good chat lined up today, so I'll just do the we do the normal intros uh, as we do. So obviously, big big thanks to Hull City Ladies and Danny Johnson. Um, I think they'll be restarting training and things like that at the end of March, so we'll have to see how that goes for them. Big thank you to our patrons. Uh, we've got Danny Nicol, Ewan Jones, Adam Brown, Alex O'Neill, Micah San, Aaron Bell, Rich Fleming, all of you guys. Thank you so much for continued support. And obviously, we've also got Fan Hub Partner. Seems to have branched out into other city podcasts currently. <laughs> <laughs> you slag, slag. <laughs> no, you slag. <laughs> But no, it's good though that it's, it's more content for city fans. So it is, yeah, it's, it's decent. Um, yeah, I haven't, I haven't joined up to the app, um, but everybody else should. Everybody, yeah, <laughs> Richard doing it. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. The annoying thing was, I think, well, um, Ant joined later than me, and now he's above me in the league. <laughs> so he just has a bit. He has a big chuffy on every time he's posted it on social media. I'm like, oh, bloody hell, I've done everything I can to actually get the score up. I've got the same amount and I'm still less. Fucking give up. <laughs> Feels like normal fantasy Premier League, to be honest, because I always feel that way anyway. Why are you bottom uh, of the league? No, I'm not. Really? <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> of either. I'm much lower down in fantasy Premier League. Although I did have a good week last week because there was loads of double game weeks for people. Yeah, there was. Yeah, I, I, captain, thought... I captain Diaz and he had 
two wins and a goal and an assist, so that was decent. But I thought I was this on week, a hundred point week last week, and then it all went to shit in the second half of the game week. Yeah, I think I got ninety odd or something last time. Or was it, no, no, I think I got over hundred. But it's one of the first times I've ever done that. But anyway, yeah, carrying on the poor form over there. But have a look at Fanub underscore football. Uh, you do have to wait, so you have to register, and then they'll give you a like a number, like you're in a queue. I know they're working hard on doing that. I did have queue jumps, but they've all expired, so there was quite a few people got in touch with me and said, what's the code? Um, I had 100 uses, and I think we got 25 different people messaging me saying, can we have a... So we've got a fair few people in the whole City League, which is decent anyway, so more content for City fans, which is always good. So check those out. Um, obviously, last time we recorded, mate, we were a bit... I don't know, did we? I think we actually inspired Ant's podcast to be less negative, weirdly. And if you yeah. listen to the most recent one that they talked about, it was a good listen, to be fair. Mm. Um, but they that's, talk- the, that's the To Hull and Back podcast. To Hull and Back, yeah. Wondering. Yeah, To Hull and Back's a decent listen. So, obviously, if you want various different thoughts, <laughs> which some of which are influenced by us and some of them are not, they, they were obviously very, they said before, didn't they, they were very anti kind of McCann. But listening to us, I think they reflected a little bit on what can we actually do or what, what does moaning do? And actually what we talked about is would we like things to be different? Probably, but it's not going to be. So let's try and be as positive as we can with the games that we've got left because we're still in a good position, even if it's not been good enough. That's kind mm-hmm. of what we said, wasn't it? But the Ipswich, yeah. game, was, the Ipswich game was pretty poor. Uh, and we did say when we went to what we had, Wimbledon, Rochdale, and then... Um, Bristol Rovers, we had yeah. to win all three. And we did. <laughs> yeah. Um, were there any specific points that you picked out of any of those games where you thought, I'm a lot happier watching City now? What the, yeah. Um, the, the, the thing was, going into the, the three games, um, we, I think, collectively expected uh, nine points out of nine. Mm. Um and I think the way in which City were able to live up to that expectation without um, any great deal of fanfare or any difficulty, they just went out and, and put three teams at the the wrong end of the table to bed. Mm. Relat- I don't want to say easily because I think it was comfortable. Comfortably, that's the that's the better word. Yeah, it was not easy in many respects. No, um, I think the Wimbledon game was probably the most straightforward. Yes, yeah. But we said before, didn't we, that away games suit us better. Um, and sh- fucking shock, we got two penalties. We never, <laughs> we, we never get one penalty, never mind fucking two. And yes. then we had all that blow-up over Kim Wilkes. The first, the first oh, penalty God. was soft as though, wasn't it? I'm it was still very not convinced soft. that was a penalty. It was very soft. And I, I, I think if that wasn't given, I don't think an awful lot of City fans would have moaned. No. I think the second one was a stonewaller. But how yeah. many stonewallers have we not been given this year? It's been a very weird season in terms of penalties and decisions that we've not got. And we're always going to say that because we're biased because we're City fans. Mm. But It's odd, though, when you look at the disparity in numbers between ourselves and, and Lincoln, for I was, example. I was, I was just going to mention Lincoln. Um, and there was a few people popping up when we were... What, well, I think, which game was it? I think it was the Rochdale one because we'd just scored and then White got checked in the in the area, like, completely... like bounced like <laughs> bodied in the area and he went down the referee just ignored it and somebody had tweeted me during the game and just put if that's Lincoln that's a pen <laughs> <laughs> it 
And I'd, I, I kind of agreed with him because they seem to get an awful lot this season. They've maybe um, got a team of 11 J tabs and they just scream whenever there's contact. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Must <laughs> must do. But, yeah, to get two penalties in one game was very strange. But um, I think we're, we're most comfortable in that game because Wimbledon, I think we made hard work of them when we played them at home, didn't we? Yeah. So, but that was the game where there was like loads of injury time in the first half and Lewis Potter scored. And he was, in my eyes, I thought Lewis Potter played very well that away game. I thought he, he was did. excellent. He probably should have had a goal as well, shouldn't he, at some point? Mm. Well, he found the back of the net, but they flagged him offside. Yeah. The, the issue, again, the issue is with eye follow and everything else, you don't get any extra cameras, so you don't know whether the linesman is a massive wanker or whether he got it right. <laughs> uh, Let's go with that he didn't and he is. <laughs> yeah, much easier. But the, the, finish, the finish was filthy. Yeah. Lewis Potter, that would have been... Some goal, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, I think the thing that I enjoyed um, about the Wimbledon game, although it didn't really lead to anything um, in terms of goals, was although we'd gone into half-time 2-0 up, mm. we got that insurance goal that quite often we wait you know, a long time to get if you're thinking we need yeah, teams hanging around. Earlier in the season, we never did that, did we? we no. Never capitalised on the, on the chances that we had. So that was pleasing. But then the way we came out second half as well, it was like, mm. we're going to bloody hammer you. It's well, like... those those performances were what we should have dug out against people like Ipswich and MK Dons. And it was just like, this is the City team that we should have seen over the last few weeks and we haven't been seeing them. Yeah. Um, and I don't know what the explanation is. There's probably not an explanation. There's probably loads of different things that you've got in there. But I think... Wimbledon are a, are a poor side and they're always going to be, with their budget, I know obviously the budget thing's a little bit of a, you know, I don't know, weird thing with Barton chipping up after the, after yeah. the game. He's, he's always going to be bubbly though. He'd start a fight with his own reflection, I think, that bloke. Yeah, he took um, up far too much attention for my liking. Like, who gives a shit? Honestly. I, I know. <laughs> um, but they're always going to be down there, I just think, because of their financial, like, you know, strains on them, but the one thing that that I did kind of take away from that, and you probably agree with me on this, it's sad that game because how good an away day would that have been? Oh yeah, well I said that. Um, my family's got like a group chat specifically for talking about City. Yeah, um, just so it's like you know keeps it separate and tidy. But yeah. my my uncle lives down in London. Um, mm. He's he, he's um, yeah I met him a few he, times. Yeah, well, he's a resident of Stoke Newington. Um, mm. So, like, London away days are, are always an event for us because it's like, right, well, we'll be going to that because we'll get yeah. together. Yeah, certainly, yeah. So I uh, sent him a message and it's like, how good would that have been? That was, that was it's a lovely day. It was yeah. like, 20, like nearly in the 20 degrees by the side, by the feel of it in here. But it was just like that packed away end. Yeah, new just ground. Been, oh, it'd have been beautiful, wouldn't it? Been really good. Yeah. And a win that's like in kind of very early stages of spring, it's like, you know, you can almost smell like promotion in the air. It's like that, uh, the away day at West Brom and the promotion, first promotion season to the Premier League. Yeah, well, that I mean, sort that, of feeling. That, that was guess, a little but... bit colder, if I remember right. But Yeah, uh, it was, but it's the same kind of feeling that I'm talking about when uh, yeah, where you Furlan can, bangs you it can in. You kind of feel like there's something going on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you might have got that, um, whether or not we would have had it after the, the Paul game against Ipswich, I don't know. But it did feel like True. 
it did feel like one of those days where it's like you'd remember it for quite a long time and the nature mm. of the performance and, and um, the the Olays had been out of mobile yeah. Tigers had made an appearance, wouldn't it? And then everybody had had got rattled on Twitter that City had sung that song again. <laughs> <laughs> it had been a glorious away day. Yeah, it just that it just it was a bittersweet thing for me because it was like best City performance I've seen in a long time since. Obviously, Wigan were very very poor, but that had been brilliant as well. But after a run of bad bad results, pulling that out, we should all be in the away end. Yeah, enjoying Reese Burke's fantastic finish. And oh, then, it was beautiful, by the way. Yeah, it was. And then each of us kind of like looking at each other, like um, disbelievingly, when Wilkes has his uh, uh, has yeah, his I mean, moment. <laughs> I don't. I think we were of one mind where I was just like, "Well, the players have moved on from it, and the, he, he didn't, he didn't miss. He didn't miss, did he? He scored. Yeah, it's a play- big." Players visibly sorted it out amongst each other within thirty mm. seconds, so I didn't get why everybody was, you know. It was. It was a lot of people were really upset by that, weren't they? Yeah, I saw people saying that Wilkes should never wear a city shirt again. Bit much. I know. I was just like, well, <laughs> he scored. Like, yeah, petulant child maybe, but I want to see my forwards want to score. Yeah. And he should... Yeah, yeah, he shouldn't have done what he did with Coyle, but then obviously after the game, it's all made up, it's forgotten about, and that's what we should have done. It's like, instead of celebrating about a big win and a good performance at last and something we can kick on from in the next two games, people were slagging McCann saying, look at what McCann's let happen on the pitch. Yeah. It's like, what's that got to do with McCann? That's absolutely not... And again, this isn't me defending him, but what, what's what's your problem? Like, what City fans find, or some City fans, I'm not saying all, but they would find any reason to have a moan, even in a three-nil great yeah. performance. But the, 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 it was overshadowed by that when it shouldn't have been. I don't and know. It was just a little bit of a bit of an annoyance. Yeah, I, I mean, the, the only thing was it was almost in danger after the game of um, kind of like going the other way, where it's like, you know, where you moan about people moaning about yeah. something so much that that almost becomes the joke. It's like, yeah, well, yeah. you're moaning about us moaning. Why aren't you focusing on the win? Yes, yeah, so what did we do? In the end, we went to the City Star and both bought Wilkes shirts because we live <laughs> on the edge. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, they were going cheap and we live on the edge. So we live on the edge, don't we? Yeah, fuck it. We'll do what we want. Do what we want. We do that. what we want, just like Mally. <laughs> Top boy. <laughs> so that was enjoyable. Yeah. Um, and then obviously the Rochdale game. Um, I mean, <laughs> I would say comfortable. Again, they, they, I, I've never seen, you know, at the start of the season when we kept doing all those like great performances, not conceding a goal, and all of the, the, the other managers were saying, oh, well, we controlled possession and City didn't deserve anything. Yeah. It kind of went back to that. I mean, Brian Barry Murphy seemed to be under this illusion that his side deserved something from the game and they played good football. I have never seen such negative fucking wank. At that stadium, and I've seen some bad city performances as well. By the way, what was the the possession stat at the end of the game? Um, it was. Give me one second. The honestly, the, I listened to their manager afterwards, and I, I, it, he must have listened to a different. He must have watched a different game, mate. It was mm. honestly, it was ridiculous that they had uh, they have forty five percent possession. Right. Well, that's. 
I was going so they to had say zero, zero shots on target. Yeah, I was I was going to say that they played a style where it was almost like they were trying to play possession based football, but I knew that they didn't have a particularly high um, possession stat. You know, they weren't they didn't no, they, they didn't have, they didn't have most of the ball. No, which they, he claimed that they did as well. They didn't dominate the ball, but even so, what I was going to say is, however much of the ball they ended up having in terms of the the percentage, it was still possession for the sake of possession. Honestly, all they did, yep. I mean, as much as I love Paul McShane, we all love Paul McShane, cult hero and all that, but <laughs> it was keeper to McShane to the right back, to McShane to the other centre back, to the right back, big diag, lose it. And that's all it seemed, particularly first half, they just seemed to pass it along the back. And yeah. it's like, that's fine. City were like, do it. Just going nowhere with it. And it's it, that, that sort of possession-based stats... And I know that they obviously they didn't have the majority of possession, but where you go, oh yeah, we look comfortable on the ball and all that. It's like it means nothing. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's what I was getting at. It was like I say, they didn't monopolize the ball, but even if you know they could have had sixty percent, they ended up having forty-five. Mm. It was still just possession for the sake of it because they weren't going anywhere with it. They carried no threat whatsoever. They were so negative. I don't think I've. I mean, Bristol Rovers were very negative as well, and we'll get to them shortly. But they, 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 they did far more fouls than we did. But what they also did, just especially this was um, it was Shaughnessy, wasn't it, who got sent off for them? Yes, was the end. And I mean, I saw it. I, I mean, I only saw it once there. I didn't see a replay at the time, but I did afterwards, and and I thought it was in. I think maybe when we were growing up, that's probably just play on. Because his studs are kind of showing, aren't they? And he's come down on it. Yeah, I thought. And I, know, I thought it was a bit You thought it was a bit harsh, didn't you? Yeah. When I watched it again, I thought, by today's standards, I'm not surprised he got a red for that. Um, but their manager was like high fiving him, saying, "Yeah, well done, getting all that rubbish." And it's just, I think it was. Ugh, I don't know. That was that that sort of performance was it was good enough and comfortable enough where we'd scored within the first half hour. That's the other thing. Where we score within between 20 and 30 minutes and we've actually given enough, like we've broken the side down and we've actually scored and got ourselves ahead. There's less urgency with us then and we can mm. be a little bit more comfortable on it. They were never going to threaten us, were they? If no. it was nil-nil and it was like 60 minutes, I'd have been a bit more worried, I think. I thought we were on for one of those games, you know. Mm. Um because we got a bit lucky with the goal, given that it was, you know, from the distance it was, and then the keeper um, just like complete lettuce wrists. Yeah, it was poor from him, wasn't it? Yeah, and I thought up until then, for for all their lack of tempo and um, purpose when when they were in possession, we still looked a little bit like we were struggling to to force the issue ourselves. Mm. So I felt like when we got the goal. Um, it, we we got it at a good point in the game because it was before that real feel kind of had chance to settle in for us and there was none of that kind of here we go again, mm. um, you know that we've we've seen in in recent home games where we struggled to score. It was it, it came well, at the there's right been, time. There's been quite a lot, won't there? I mean, just for, I mean, we go back to just before Christmas or even just so you're looking at like Portsmouth and Shrewsbury. We struggled to score, struggled to have a shot on target. Mm. Same with MK Dons. Same with like Ipswich. There's been poor games at home where we have struggled, but I don't, I'm not sure what's 
what's different necessarily. He's changed it up a little bit, hasn't he? I mean, White coming back into the team has been a little bit of a um, another option that he's got going forward, which is always good. Yeah. Because you don't, you, obviously, Keen Lewis Potter has been out of form a little bit, hasn't he? I'm not one to start slagging players, but I he's not been I at his best, does he? I don't think it's slagging him to say that. I think it's. No. It's, um, it's obvious. He, he, he needs to. He needs a little bit of a rest, and I think maybe as an impact player for a, for a few games. Yeah, and it, it it feels different to the last time he had a little spell out the team as well, because when he was withdrawn the last time, it was it wasn't for footballing reasons, and no, it became it, wasn't, it yeah. became very much it became the focal a bigger point. issue, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. Whereas this time, it's kind of like you take him out, and it's almost like you're helping the player a little bit. Mm. Um, yeah, certainly. And sometimes young players do do better with. Um, you know, a couple of games on a watching brief where it's like they can sort of absorb what you know what what they've been doing in games and, and kind of have a look at the way things are panning out and, and try and learn from it again. So I think that I think Doherty did that earlier in the season because second half of the season he's been superb. Doherty, hasn't mm, it? yeah, because he did have a little spell out of the team around November time. I seem to remember. Um, I think McCann took him out for a few games, and when he's come back in after. January, even when we were playing poorly, you know, nil nil against Lincoln, all of those games, he was still the one who made that was trying to make things happen, wasn't he? Yeah, he's been excellent. Um, I thought that, he, I thought he was very very good at the start of the season. Um, he was, yeah, just without scoring because now he's added goals to his game. Yeah, and started to score as well. Yeah, but. he just had. Um, I wouldn't even say it was a noticeable dip. Um, I think it was knack- I think it was knackered, mate, because he played every every single yeah, game. Yeah, could have been, could have been, and not you know not necessarily been used to the schedule. Excuse me, um, mm. but yeah, he's he, he's so good to watch because he's such a front foot player. Oh, he's just such a driver of the ball, isn't he? He yeah. just wants make tries to make things happen all the time. He's 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 coming into a, a really good good midfielder for us, mm. and I do think as well. Like obviously, we'll probably come on to. Probably a good, good chance to talk about uh, uh, Bristol Rovers as well. But I think Alfie Jones at the base of midfield allows Honeyman and Doherty more creativity and to get forward. Yeah, well, st- I mean, it's the same thing that you get out of Smallwood as well. It's just that, that player that will hold it all together. Um, yeah, just because- yeah, I think he's playing that Smallwood role, but I think he's, he's doing that very well. Yes, currently. he is, yeah, yeah. So either or, it's, you want somebody to anchor it all to to allow you your two more attacking players to go and express themselves or to to find themselves in the areas where they can can showcase their talents um, to most effect. Mm. And you know, when we lost Smallwood initially, you know Jones was still coming back from injury as well. So I think their absence was noticeable. And now that you get one of them back, it's you, you know you realise what a job they do for the team. Um, yeah, yeah. I think when Smallwood went out, it, it, it was strange because he was just starting to come under a bit of criticism. People saying that they didn't really know what he did. Um, I think I think that's. Um, I mean, I, I, again, there are people entitled to own opinions about everything, but I do. Th- I think Smallwood's form dipped. I think it's unfair to say I don't know what he does because yeah. I think sometimes I know that I know you're not saying that, but I think sometimes what Smallwood did a lot better than anybody else was win back possession. Mm. Um, where he might give the ball away trying to a daft pass, but he, he he got back and either committed the foul, which he loved doing, or um, mopping up and then just kind of giving it to Doherty, giving it to Honeyman. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. It's kind of strange because it reminded me of um, similar criticisms that 
Ian Ashby used to come in for. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not flashy enough or whatever. Yeah. Like, that's not his job. People not <laughs> understanding his role in the team, which is... That's right, yeah. Beggar's belief, really, because that kind of sitting midfield role is one of the most simple things to... Especially in, in the system we play as well. Yeah. You know, to conceptualise the, the effect that a player like that can have on your team is not a difficult thing to do. To do it to do it well is something else entirely, and it's you know we've seen recently where we haven't had um, Jones or Smallwood available that and we suffer, we're weaker for it. Yeah, exactly. So when you do have a player that is good at playing that simple role, it's like it's a key thing. So you know the, the former Jones can't really be um, it can't really be downstated or downplayed. I don't think. I think it is good that Callum Jones is on his way back to fitness because I think he fits in that role. I think obviously he's very much one for the future, him, but yeah. he's, he's a good option to have in there because I do think when you've got, if you don't pick any of the Joneses and you put Crowley in there, it, our shapes all to cock. I I'd like think... to see, you know, if we did come up with a, an injury again in that position, you know, Jones goes out, I'd like to see Flores in there. Um, yeah, well, he's he's not been anywhere near the squads of late, no, has he? Um, no. And it, we were just talking before we recorded. We, he's played games for the twenty three, so they're still getting fitness. Same with Thomas Mayer, um, Mayer, Mayer. I don't know, but they they neither of them are even on the periphery of the squads, are they? They seem to be, you know, even sort of like I know Billy Chadwick's gone back on loan to Halifax for a month as well. Yeah. And that's that's good for him to get some minutes and bit of confidence as well because he was starting to be one of the players that McCann was trying to throw on in like n- like zero one games or nil nil games to try and do it and it's a lot of pressure on a young lad who's you know not mainly played 23's football yeah um, still finding his way in the first team that's right yeah um so I, I, that's good for him as well but it'd be interesting to see how, how Ke- um Callum Jones kind of develops mm. Um, now he's back from injury because he's been out a good sort of three months or so. I think it'd be a big ask, wouldn't it? To... Um, it would, but he's always an option to have in there. Yeah, he's cover. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm not sure what's happened to Max Clark here. I think he's had a setback he's had an injury, injury yeah, um, which is a bit unfortunate because he's only on a short-term deal till the summer. But yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens with that one. I've seen a lot of people kind of like wailing and gnashing their teeth about why he signed Max Clark. Yeah, they were calling it a token sign and stuff. And I just think, well, if you've got the option of, if Fleming's out and you have no cover for Elder and he's available on a short-term deal, why would you not? It, yeah, wasn't, what, it what... wasn't like it's supposed to be, like, you know, if we hadn't, if we would have signed somebody who was supposed to be a star striker up front as a different option or something, you'd understand why people may be getting yeah. a little bit. What's he supposed to do? Like, you know... He's not, not played. Not, he's not played since last like twenty nineteen, yeah. has he, or something? But then like, is he supposed to not bring him in as cover because it's like, well, he's not going to start, so I just won't mm. bother bringing him in or bringing him in because people will be pissed off about it. It's just it seems a bit of an odd one for yeah. people to have a moan about. But yeah. anyway, anyway, um, yeah. So obviously Bristol game, we were talking about Doherty before. What about that ball for Wilkes, and then what about the turn for Wilkes on Luke Lee <laughs> on the byline? Yeah, well. The ball was very good and the turn was very good. In, it was it was a real shit sandwich because in between was Malik Wilkes' appalling touch. <laughs> yeah, he did. Re- he didn't half recover from yeah, the shit touch. Yeah, he recovered really, really well. Um, it's a smart finish as well because it's come kind of just off the ground yeah, as well. Yeah, he's kind of leaning back. I thought I was impressed with that and the unselfishness of Honeyman for the second as well. I was really impressed with. Yes, yeah, it was. Um, 
it was like a FIFA goal, wasn't it? Just pass it. It was, yeah, yeah. Pass they it across. It, yeah, just kind of draw the keeper out, pass it sideways so it's not offside and a tap it. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, I enjoyed the first one. The, the way that mm-hmm. Wilkes was able to pull it out, because when he, when he, you know, his touches that ugly, you're thinking, oh, God, what's he done? He's, he's... I thought he's overran it for a goal kick. Yeah, he's cost himself the opportunity. But, you know, the way that he was able to pull it out and his, his physicality and, and doggedness to, to to win it and then to pull it back onto the penalty spot for White, mm. you know. I thought White had a funny game, actually, on Saturday. Um, so although he's ended up with two goals, I thought there were times where it was... He'd probably look at it himself and think maybe he didn't have the best game. Um, mm, it's it's odd where how it happens like that sometimes, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, there was some He's other things. Right that place was... at the right time for for you know the two goals that he scored. His first two goals for City. Right? Yeah, yeah. He'd probably he'd also probably say, "Bloody hell, I've scored two goals. What more do you want from me?" But yeah, yeah. there were instances where it's like it's it almost feels like not quite your day today, but you scored two. It was a bit odd. I think his positioning sometimes, he was not quite sure where he needed to be because that was part of the system that Bristol played, in my opinion. They played three at the back. Yeah. Three, four, three. And it was, it's odd because you've got like a, a right-sided centre-back and a right wing-back who often kind of doubled up on him a little bit. Yeah, so where do you find your space? Exactly. I think that was that was what they were finding difficult. But obviously... It's it funny because was... Wilkes on the other side had absolutely no problems with that, did he? It was absolutely shit, isn't it? That's... <laughs> We kept looking for that that long switch over. Doherty was trying that. Um, there was a couple. Of, I think Greaves tried it a couple of times. So Greaves got some good. Um, it was for Wilkes' goal against Rochdale that he, he yeah. pinned it forty yeah, yards it as well. Ball, that, one. that kind of ball over the diagonal. I always thought when Batty was in the team, he he could do that on his day. It's that kind of out ball, like the the the, the, the you know the quarterback kind of mm. over the top. The way we do get so when we have space in behind, and you got people like Wilkes and White or even Keen Lewis Potter to like bring it down, and then the def- the, the defenders are shitting themselves when they cut inside and have a shot. Um, that seems to be something that McCann's kind of switched up a little bit. They, they are trying that a bit more than they used to, and it's not just long ball. It's I, I don't know what you'd call it, but I mean it's, it's long passing, but it's it's not long ball, is it? It's not like the Wimbledon of old or. Or whatever, it's not just it and over. No, there's it's... a purpose to it. You're not just getting exactly. it in the pole mode. Yeah. You're you're um, yeah. you're looking for somebody, and you're looking to mm. release them into a position. You're not just like saying, "Bang it up to your big number nine, and you'll play off the scraps that that he creates." Yeah, yeah absolutely. Like, Saturday, we were definitely looking for a channel that was definitely there. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, the, the 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 passing has become a lot better over the last couple of home games for me. I think this, there are still things you can work on, but. I think that's been the key to getting through defences is having a little bit of um, a different approach occasionally. If they are going to make it very flooded in the midfield, or we'll switch it 40 yards and see mm. if you like that. And, and it seems to be working. So I think Jones so. helps with that. You know, I think he's got a decent pattern, well. passing range. I think, I think the, the, the team that he seems to be starting with over the last three games is, is really working. And it sounds a stupid thing to say, but it's a lot more kind of, I don't know, consistent. And if you're playing week in, like, or Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday with the same players and, it, and you are, you know, like picking up wins, that confidence is going to come, isn't it? Mm, yeah. Um, so, I, one thing I did want to say was uh, just how Barton started to throw his players under the bus afterwards. Did you see that? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's great. He's just like, yeah, I saw loads of good stuff today. I'm not sure what he was watching because. Um, <laughs> they were crap. They were awful. <laughs> uh, 
he probably liked Luke Lee nearly getting sent off for a honeyman going in for him because there was that spat down there, the touchline. Yeah. Um, could have probably gone either way, really. If you had a weak referee, he'd probably sent both off for reacting. I don't know. But like for their, for our second goal, they've got two players jumping in for the same fucking header. Um, and he was saying that basically if the players aren't good enough, they can go find the level at non-league because I don't want them here. So I, it seems a bit of a weird thing to say when you're just new into a job, but still, I mean, obviously McCann is quite... I can, re- I can remember Grant McCann saying something similar last season. Mm. So Well, I mean, I thought McCann kind of... He, he seemed to be afterwards looking forward to the Peterborough game, you know, because it's like, well, we're the top two. Mm. Bring, bring it on, sort of thing. Um, obviously, I'm just looking at the table now and you got... They have played two games less than us, which some people still seem to think is a massive yeah, well, disadvantage. But Tuesday night's a big chance to to take one of those games away from them. Effectively, that's it. I mean, they they've won their last. Uh, no, they haven't. They've won. They won three, and then they've lost. Uh, they drew one, and then they've lost. Because obviously they lost to Burton, didn't they? Yeah, uh, at the weekend. And their home form is excellent, though. It is, yes. So obviously they beat us in the reverse fixture as well yeah. earlier in the season. So this is this is the biggest game of the season so far. So far, yeah. Um, but yeah, the, what would the... what would you uh, what would you do? What would be your approach for it? Do, do you stick with the same team? No changes. Keep it coming through. Uh, yes, I think so. Um, I think anybody. That, that you were changing um, or making un, un, unforced changes for, um, it would just be changed for the sake of it. Mm. Um, the only one that I would be tempted to look at, I like Lewis Potter playing in behind teams. Uh, yeah. And I thought that was... Especially away from home, I think. When we, yeah, when, it was yeah. something he did to really good effect on Saturday, uh, Saturday week against... No, Wimbledon. Wimbledon. Yeah. I thought he was excellent playing off the shoulder of his man. He was very good. Um, that defender an awful time. <laughs> yeah, but you can you cannot take a player out off off the back of scoring two goals. So White White has earned the shirt. Yeah, um, and, and you don't take Wilkes out because he's in in the vein of form that he's in. And and of course McGuinness is I think important for the balance of that front three. I, do, I think it'd be foolish to just like start Eves over him, for example. Like. Yeah. So, I think I think Eves is a good impact player to come on if if the defenders are tiring and you are wanting to you know sort of ease some pressure on the defence and just kind of hit a hit a ball into the channel where he can hold it up. He actually did all right, I thought, when he came on against Bristol Rovers. Thought he did pretty well. Yeah, he's um, okay. Yeah, holding the ball up and stuff. It's going to take him a while to get really back into the swing of things. He's been out again for what two months, has mm-hmm. he nearly? Yeah, um, just needs to stop playing away at Sunderland. He'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> He does, doesn't he, really? Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I really can't call this one, mate. This is, I'm going to be bag of nerves tomorrow. I've got a bad feeling about it, but um, I think that's just me trying to protect myself. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so if we if we go down, like if Lincoln win as well and we go down to third, we're like, well, we knew that would happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, it, I mean, um, the fixtures tomorrow night are very, very interesting. Yeah, there's some humdingers. Yeah, but it's they're all really important um, for the for the kind of Lower. promotion race. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll just bring them up. So, yeah, we're we're obviously playing Peterborough, Ipswich. You've got Lincoln, 
Uh, See that? Yeah. Well, they have they got a new manager yet? Have they got? Yeah, Cook? they have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they have. Yeah, because they lost as well, didn't they? At yeah. The weekend. <laughs> yeah. The irony of all ironies. Uh, Pompey playing. Pompey playing Sunderland. That's a that's a good fixture to have, I think, there because Sunderland are kind of hitting in vein of form as well. Because you see that ridiculous stat about Aidan McGee getting ten assists yes. this year. Yeah, crazy. Fuck me. I think Honeyman's got eleven all season. Yeah. Um, which seems to be a little bit mad. Um, but then again, didn't Charlie White score four and he assisted all of those four as well, didn't he? So sometimes there's a little bit. Yeah, it's yeah that in there. But yeah, you get those obviously free Johnson. Ones. Johnson's got them playing. We've still got to play them at home and all. Yes. So that'll be a big game when it does come round. Who else is playing in the... Did Donny play tomorrow? Donny have got crew. But right. crew, are, crew are mid-table, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Um, and I mean, the other thing is, Sunderland have got the um, Papa Mega John's final at the weekend, haven't they? Yes. Um, so they won't be playing a league game. Um that's another game in hand that'll have a game Fucking hell. It's getting to the time, though, where it's points on the board are going to be what matters. Because yeah. I, I think we're in a good position now where we're, we're winning games, we're doing everything that we can. Um, mm. You know, three wins from three, no matter the quality of the opposition, should not be um, overlooked. Yeah. You know, the achievement. Um, but teams are going to find out that They'll have the wear and tear of a complete season on them, but they're also playing Saturday, Tuesday now for another month. Whereas right. Tuesday night is our last Tuesday game until it April. Is, we, yeah, we don't we don't have any of those because we've we've played all those fixtures. These are sort of backlogged, aren't yeah, they? yeah. The next so few in the course of any season, you know, um, your training days get shorter or fewer mm. and far between because of the wear and tear on your squad, and and and. Other teams aren't going to have the chance to get that rest into the players' legs. They're going to have to be going bang at it every week. Mm. Um, I don't think that that should be overlooked. You know, games in hand looked great as long as you've got them. Um, but the reality of having to play them is a very different thing. And again, you get into the start, like part of the season where if you're playing a team down below, like near the bottom, actually, you don't want to be doing that because, I mean, you can see how Burton have gone on a run and even Wigan has started to win. You know, every point is fought for, isn't it? Yeah. Um, the the teams you arguably want to play are the ones in the middle where they they won't go up and they won't go down because they've not got an awful lot to play for other than pride. Yeah, you know, um, you'd normally say they were on the beach, but this year it's going to be on the campsite somewhere in Dorset, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> Five go mad in Dorset. <laughs> <laughs> so well, we'll see what tomorrow brings. Obviously, but today when people listen to this, but uh, um, we're just going to finish on a. Uh, this week in Hull City history. Yes. Brought to you by Tiger Base. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was yours? Uh, so mine was uh, going back to 2005-06 season. Uh, and I was saying beforehand, we are going to start trying to pick these out where they're not within the last 20 years. But quite often we... Yeah, because we usually just pick ones we remember. Yeah, but um, we, come to, issue. we come to this section, it's like 15 minutes before recording. It's like, crap, I haven't got anything for this week. I'd better go on something I know. Yeah, so we're going to 2005-6 season, um, March the 11th, uh, and a one-nil win at home against Plymouth Argyle. Um, we had a couple of big games that both almost fall within this this week in Hull City history. We had Plymouth and Crew back to back, and I remember the club did a ticket offer for both of these games to try and get as many fans in the in the building as Peter Taylor would say. 
um, yeah. as we possibly could. We Try to get it above 20,000. Yeah, well, they managed it, um, at least for yeah. the, the Plymouth game, it was over 20,000, but we ended up winning um, 1-0, um, thanks to Craig Fagan. Yes, um, yes, Fags. Yeah, it's a really important stage in the season um, that just gave us that cushion to to stay up. Because at the time, um, before this Plymouth game, we were, I think, 20th in the league. Yeah. Um, so to get six points out of these two was, was really, really important. And it just mm. gave us that little cushion to, to kick on and you know be able to stay up that season. Um, I don't remember too much about the game. I just remember the significance of those two wins uh, mm. in the season because I think the crew game afterwards, uh, Stuart Green scored. Um, I could be wrong. But yeah, um, the attendance that day, 20,137. Nice. 625 people made the trip up from Plymouth, which is... Um, Fucking hell, that's pretty decent. Yeah, that. it's not bad. It's not bad. For a 1-0 defeat as well, they were fuming, weren't they? Yeah, and they were doing... They were doing a little bit better than us that season as well. They had seven points on us mid-table mm. at that point in the season. Um, oh, sorry, nine points before the game even. Yeah. Um, hang on, that can't be right. Nine points to seven. That can't be right. <laughs> yeah, it was. They must have had a game in midweek anyway. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> the lineup that day was uh, Bo My Hill in goal. Um, Scott Wiseman making one of his few appearances for City. Ooh, yeah. Um, he got in the, Not many of those. Yeah, he got in the team a little bit towards the end of that season, though. Well, then Taylor left, didn't they? So, uh, yes, yeah, that was the end of that season because then we brought Parkin in um, to Parkinson in, didn't we? So, yes, that was. I think that was the end for him there, wasn't it? Because um, Taylor did start to play him, and then obviously Taylor went to Palace, didn't he? So, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Sam Ricketts came in, who that's right um, was a massive upgrade. <laughs> so yeah, sorry, uh, sorry Wiseman, uh, Wiseman, um, Leon Court, and Damien Delaney. Um, yeah. Very uh, decent, very decent. I mean, how stupid is that as a phrase? De- <laughs> decent, lonely Alan Rogers at left back, um, covering for Dorse, who I think was injured. Uh, midfield four: Green, um, John Welsh, Keith Andrews, uh, Stuart Elliott, and then John Parkin and Daryl Duffy up top. Love it. Good stuff. A couple of decent players on, um, or in the Plymouth team as well. Um, yeah. Al Moshi wasn't there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they had uh, former City loanee David Norris in there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Buzaki was on the bench. I always thought he was a decent mm-hmm. player. And Perry Card up top as well, who was, who was handy as well. He was handy. He was, he was handy. Is Andy? I'm going back ten years, almost ten years today. But it was Saturday, the fifth of March, 2011. Um, you were there. I was there. Around four thousand City fans were there. Actually, not bad. Nottingham Forest, um, one nil. Matty Fry it on the hour. Um, they won thirty six matches, or they were unbeaten in thirty six matches at home, and we put a massive end to that. <laughs> and it was fucking brilliant. <laughs> I remember. Th- just the smell of the flares that people seem to have just smuggled in. I didn't really see that at many City games, but that was one where it was completely packed out, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I remember how many City fans made that journey. That was unreal. And when Friot's ball kind of just dribbled slowly and went in off the post, it was absolute pandemonium. <laughs> um, it was brilliant. The team that day, um, there's a blast from the past in here, mate. Some great players. <sighs> so, Manoni in goal. Dawson, 
who got booked, shocking. Uh, Chester, Anthony Gerrard and Liam Rosinia at the back. Anthony Gerrard was outstanding that season. He really was under um, Nigel Pearson, Yeah, wasn't player he? of the year. Um, he was excellent. Harper, Corran, Corey Evans, Aaron McLean, Jay Simpson and Matty Fry up top. They did the old 4-5-1, I think. Was David Amu um, on the bench? David Amu was on the bench. On the bench was <laughs> uh, Mark Oxley, Jack Hobbs, Tom Kearney, Nick Barnby, who did come on, uh, Belaid. Remember him? Fresh Prince of Belaid. Fresh Prince Tijani of Belaid. Tajani Belaid. Uh, Richard Garcia and David Amu. <laughs> Who now I think he's actually playing for like Oldham or somewhere. He's still playing. Um but he was a Liverpool learning, wasn't he? Um I'm pretty sure he came from Liverpool on loan. I could be wrong. Everton, I wanna say. We'll soon check. Yeah. Let's let's see who's got it. Who's got it fastest? David Amu. English footballer. Liverpool. Liverpool. Hey, uh, you bastard. Same shit. Actually his his Wikipedia page is in inner city shirt. Probably from... and he's at he's at Port Vale. He was at yeah, he's at Port Vale now. I wonder if I they've, they've put else. two and two together and started singing Old MacDonald um for him. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, well that was uh, that was mine. On the they they had a few players that you may recognise. Uh, they had Lee Camp in goal, remember? Yeah, I didn't like Lee Camp. Um no, you fat bastard. I think we chanted at him quite a lot. Um Koncheski, Chambers, Morgan, Gunter. Didn't like Koncheski. Um, no. Deli Adabola came on for them as a sub. Didn't like Deli Adabola, especially when he signed for us. Yeah. <laughs> um, Earnshaw up front, and then you had, uh, what else did you have? McGoldrick, fucking wank, <laughs> on the bench <laughs> as well. Um, and that was, yeah, that's about it. Yeah. So that was. Uh, it's a memorable that was day. That, that was a very, very, very good away. Right, goal was very, very good. It was. I think my dad um, went to that just after he'd had his hip replaced. He was not long out of hospital and he was like, well, I'm going to that. <laughs> <laughs> so as he wasn't doing any Australian accent. No, he wasn't any, that way. Uh... I, don't, I, I don't think Jason Van Blerk was there and he definitely didn't get anywhere Brilliant. near Richard Garcia. So. Yeah, he'd have done it to Jackson Irvine, I would have thought. Yeah. He had the chance there, quality. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that, was a, that was an excellent game and one that I very fondly remember. Um, so yeah, good chat, mate. Yeah, enjoyed it. Enjoyed it as usual. Um, obviously, with Forza Tigers and all that, the next couple of games, we've got Oxford at the weekend as well at home. Um, but this is a really big one, this for people. Yeah, I think it? all so... the focus deservedly is on, on Peterborough. Um, mm. It's not one that you can look past, is it? It, it, fe- it, no. feels, it feels like it could define the, the end of the season. I think if, if, we, if we do get a win there, I think that's... You know that's a big step towards making sure that we're finishing that top two. But you have to say you'd take a point, though, wouldn't you? Given I, their I would home take record, a point right now, I would take a point right now because that keep us joint top. Wouldn't it? Yeah. So, um, obviously, if you're taking points off those around you, that's what you want to be doing. But yeah, um, yeah, I'll be uh, nervous tomorrow. Mate. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a big one. Well, yeah, just don't <laughs> think about it. You'll be fine. That's it. Oh, I'll have too much to think. I know we're back at work. I'll have too much to think about. And then I'll get back and be like, oh, shit, City are on. I need to get my pass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've been uh, doing that. Yeah. I've only been doing that five minutes before games because it's like, well, 
if it goes that's off it. because yeah, of COVID, I, I want the money. <laughs> that's it. You don't want to be doing it too far in advance, no. do you? Um, so, yeah. Up the Tigers. Forza. Forza. Wise men say Only fools rush in But I can't help Falling in love with you Something